From the Financial Times in London, I'm Jonathan Wheatley and this is FT News. Argentina has turned to the International Monetary Fund to help it out of a crisis that has sent the peso reeling for two weeks, losing as much as 12% of its dollar value. But the IMF brings back bad memories for many Argentinians. Joining me from Buenos Aires is our correspondent Benedict Mander. Benedict, President Mauricio Macri went on national TV to make the announcement of talks with the IMF. How did that go down? Thanks, Jonathan. Well, I think the market has reacted in a broadly positive way, but locally it is a much harder sell. I mean, Argentines have been through this situation before. The last time they were involved with the IMF, it ended up in a pretty messy debt default in 2001 on more than $100 billion of debt. And that really traumatized the nation and people just haven't forgotten. And at the time there was social chaos, there was looting on the streets, people, you know, as many as 20 people died, the bank deposits were frozen, unemployment went through the roof, uh, there was a massive devaluation, about 70% and so on. I mean, it was a traumatic moment. So what's happening today brings back memories of that. And it will be hard for the government to try and persuade people that this is not a repeat of that. Where are we then today? How would you compare this crisis with the last one? This is not 2001. I mean, the political situation is completely different. You have a president who is much stronger than De La Rua. Macri has fairly high approval ratings. No one's doubting the fact that he'll finish his term. The Peronist opposition is in complete disarray and they've got no credible leader. And then on the economic side, it's a completely different situation as well. In 2001, the economy was basically dollarized. And today, the financial system really works mainly in pesos. You have a floating exchange rate today, more or less, compared to a fixed one back then. And also, I mean, although the debt is roughly at similar levels, much more of it is in public hands today, which is considered to be a, a better thing. And it's worth pointing out as well that the IMF is a completely different beast. And I think it's fair to say, has learned its lessons from some of the mistakes in the past. So, you know, all in all, I'm not convinced that crisis is even the right word to use, but, you know, this is only just beginning. What is happening this time then? Why are markets certainly so nervous? Well, I suppose you have to go back to December last year when the central bank's inflation targets were altered, and that was seen as meddling by the executive so as a hit to the central bank's credibility as an autonomous institution. And that was then followed by interest rate cuts at a time when inflation was you know, very far from being under control. So that resulted in a pretty serious loss in credibility that partly explains the recent run on the peso, but there are obviously all sorts of other factors like the strengthening dollar and so on. But I think the recent very aggressive actions by the central bank have gone some way to restoring credibility. And it does seem to have the backing of the executive to do what's necessary. And of course, a lot will depend on what kind of deal results with the IMF, if indeed there is one. But, you know, it could either be a a flexible credit line, which it's not clear that Argentina actually qualifies for that. It could be a precautionary liquidity line. But that, of course, comes with conditions which may or may not be acceptable. But, you know, the classic standby agreement, the bailout option, I think will be politically unpalatable and and probably not even necessary. But as I say, there's, there's no guarantee that there will be a deal at all. And it may or may not have to go through Congress. The ruling coalition is saying at the moment that that won't be required. So we'll have to see what happens there. 
Do you think people are convinced that the central bank now has the tools to hold the peso steady? I think it probably is too early to say, but there are various elements. I mean, there's what the central bank does, and it's also what the executive does. And obviously, whether monetary policy is handled correctly and, and fiscal policy too. But I think that no one doubts how serious the government is about this. And it's at the heart of Macri's economic program to get the fiscal deficit under control. The question is more about how quickly they're able to do it, given the political constraints. And of course, any agreement with the IMF would introduce further constraints, which might clash with the political ones. So we'll just have to see what happens. That's something that's been raised by people we've spoken to at this end, that there's maybe a question mark or not over how determined the government is to tackle its budget deficit. I mean, it cut the deficit target from what was it? The primary fiscal deficit target was cut from 3.2% to 2.7% for 2018. And in fact, most people think that they would have got it much under the official target. Some people were saying it was aiming at 2.7% anyway. Now the IMF might ask for something even lower, we'll have to see. But you also have to distinguish between the primary deficit and the overall consolidated deficit, which is what some economists raise as a major concern, that whilst they might be getting down the primary deficit because of interest payments and so on with increased debt loads, that's becoming a problem. And that's obviously only going to go up now with so much higher interest rates. What are the political constraints? How much room has the government got to do this kind of thing, which is quite difficult when you have elections coming up, isn't it? It is, but they are a long way off. We've got another six or seven months or how many years left of this year before the campaigning really gets underway. And the fact is that Macri is still pretty stable. He enjoys high approval ratings relative to presidents around the rest of the region. I mean, they have fallen recently, that's true. But whilst they've fallen, none of his opponents have benefited from that. He's still the most popular politician. The most popular politician in the opposition is still Cristina Fernandez, who is widely discredited amongst large sectors of the Peronist opposition. So you're probably looking at a divided opposition going into the elections, which would be a gift for Macri, and he would probably end up winning in that scenario. Okay, well, we'll watch closely to see how much he's able to make use of that gift. Benedict, thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Jonathan. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com.